OK. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. And my name's Kamila. And today we have a very interesting topic for you. Today's topic is making J fashion work for you, whether it's your job, family life, religious beliefs, or the weather in your region, there are some unchangeable circumstances in your life that can make it seemingly hard to wear J fashion the same as everyone else. However, that's the beauty of J fashion. You don't have to be the same as everyone else. And those unchangeable circumstances, especially if they are things you believe in strongly, can come together with your fashion to create your unique flair. A shining example of this type of creativity is found in our special guest, Fatima Roberts, who combines her cultural beliefs and Lolita fashion by including her hijab in her coordinates. But before we hop into that, we're going to get into our usual. We're going to do our maybe a quick life update if it yep. seems necessary. We're going to do our Kauai Spotlight, our event updates, yeah. and then our own little conversation before we hop into our interview. And we've got some like great events and stuff for you today. So so one of the main topics that we have is that the iconic Yaru magazine Egg is back. Egg magazine was a really popular fashion magazine that catered to Gyaru fashion and culture, mm-hmm. uh, and the magazine specializes in reporting on popular trends, both lifestyle and fashion, and became quite notorious for their candid photos of girls rocking ganguro and Gyaru styles on the streets of Tokyo. Uh, it's similar to Fruits, how they did street snaps, um, but more focused on one subset. The new egg will consist of four major categories— Fashion, beauty, entertainment, and animal, (laughs) which is like, it's a funny uh, topic name, but you'll see. Topics under animal will be geared towards sex and health. This is a nod towards the original magazine where there was a special project called Animal Talk. It allowed readers to share stories about their strange sexual experiences. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If you guys want to check it out, the official Instagram is at new underscore egg official. Um, I'm just sex (laughs) like we talk about like stuff like that on here but i never thought it would come into play with a japanese-based magazine that tells you how um rebellious uh gyaru was for their for their time Mm -hmm. you know and how they were trying to be like yeah you know who cares about being porcelain skin and like doing your makeup to attract men? Like it was just and like I wonder if it's gonna focus on um I wonder if it's gonna focus on like sex while being in Ganguro uh, Gyaru oh or if it's just overall like sex talk yeah I wonder if if they are gonna like actually have the animal talk sort of section where they talk about strange experiences or maybe people coming on to them in in the style or whatever or if it's gonna be about like actual like sexual health that's really interesting if someone could translate that I would be so hyped yeah it's gonna be web only for now so hopefully it'll be like you know good translations by Google at least hopefully Google's kind of iffy yeah on how they translate things so maybe there'll be an official translation or official like 
maybe western website the kawaii society's confetti party featuring pixie locks is taking place march 19th at dylan's candy bar in new york it's a private event starting at 6 20 p.m and ending at 9 p.m a pre-party at 4 p.m and a vip party at 6 p.m to get tickets please email kawaii society info at gmail.com I really wanted to go to this event. When they, okay, when Jillian <laughs> said, oh, it's going to be at Dylan's Candy Bar. There's a Dylan's Candy Bar in Chicago. Oh, and I was like, <gasps> oh, my Lord. And then it was like, in New York. And I was like, mm, When I okay. saw it was Kawhi Society, they mostly do things in New York. So I was just like, really? yeah, okay, that's going to be a New York thing. But I'm no, like, you know, stranger to New York. But I just, like, like my next convention is Teco, and I just did KatsuCon, so that means there's only a month in between so i'm just like i can't take a little vacation right now yeah and that's a lot to shell out for like a weekend yeah and i wanted to try and be a vendor at the event because um that's what i got the email about yeah i'm just like i can't do another event in between those two things right now next Paradiso, a woodland Arcadia, is a fashion event held in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, it's going to be held on May 26th through the 27th. Paradiso, a woodland Arcadia, is a two-day celebration, a call for J fashion lovers across the Midwest to gather and revel in a paradise of fashion. There you can enjoy a fashion show, a tea party, an OG pageant, and more. <laughs> Special guests who will be there are going to be Lovely Lore, Vincent Miroiru, and Sora. Day one features a fashion expo. Expo at the historic Athenium, including a fashion show marketplace with vendors like Lolita Collective and Wonderwelt Online Shop, Gothic Lolita Clothing, Uji Sama Pageant. On day two, there's going to be an annual tea party at the Elegant Webster House with special guest talks and coordinate competition with Lovely Lore. Sounds like a jam-packed event. Yeah, I've that seems really been, fun. But I've, I, I keep hearing about it, so it's supposed to be a good event. The next event we have for you is Teco 2018. Um, they're going to have a fashion show and coordinate contest along with the usual anime convention activities. The exact date and time of this event hasn't been announced yet, but will be taking place during the convention, which goes from April 5th to the 8th. Baby the Stars Shine Bright, my brand Hard Decora, and Puvitel, among other brands, will be there as guests. Oh, oh, but new news though, Haruka Kurabayashi is going to be a guest at the event as well. I do not know what things she's going to be involved in but that's some new news right before we got in the booth that i found out so i um, love haruka so. i like her music and i wish i i want a cd from I her band to her music before. it's really good i really like it they only have some choice clips and songs out because oh. they want you to buy the album which oh. i really want to do but i uh. can't find it anywhere yeah hopefully she'll be there and we'll be having like i don't know some sort of guest booth or something where you can like maybe get some of the cds or something like that oh yeah know. That could be cool. I really can't wait because I missed when she went to, maybe it was Hyper Japan or, I don't know. She went to a different convention before and I was just like, oh, I wish I could go. But yeah, she seems really nice and 
I she seems sweet. There. So moving on to our Kauai Spotlight, we have lots of new things to tell you guys about. So first off for our Kauai Spotlight, Oz Croce has just released a bunch of new items on Tokyo Otaku Mode, including a really cute gray short hoodie, a red witch dress, a waist harness, and a new striped blouse. All of these things seem, I don't want to say like medieval, but like very fantasy-esque, you know? Yeah, they like do. Dungeons and Dragons esque, yeah. and I'm really digging yeah, it. Yeah, like the silhouettes and the cuts of it. It's just yeah, it's yeah. Like they you have... might go into battle. Yeah, it's like I want to go riding on a horse in yeah. these. <laughs> They're really cool, and if anyone is into um, a more kind of earth toned type mm-hmm. fashion, or if um, you want to like incorporate some steampunk, you know, I could see these being ooh yeah, you know, or incorporate to some light steampunk outfits. Totally. Next up, we have Yokai Sekai. Yokai Sekai has recently released their new strawberry milk line, including a strawberry milk jacket, a strawberry milk t-shirts and a set of four pins the strawberry milk jacket looks really high quality like it looks like it'll actually withstand some cold yeah like it's it looks like it's got some lining some puffiness to it you could definitely see that in there it's a little on the pricier side but this is the cutest jacket i've ever seen and i want it so badly yeah me too on the back there is um a little mascot with cute little space buns and drinking a carton of strawberry milk with some pink cows. I love. I mean, the there's pink cows. no food stronger than the strawberry milk. You got the strawberry, very strong food contender, very. and then you got milk. That's a very strong like <laughs> food icon. And then you put them together, and it's like strawberry milk. It's like super. And I mean, what is more iconic yeah. for like pastel fashion than strawberry? Even milk? like the inner lining of it is in the shape of hearts. The um, it's quilted. The, the quilted, yeah. It's so cute. I adore it. Uh, the strawberry milk t-shirt has the same design that's on the back of the jacket with some purple hearts on the shoulders. And the four pins have the little mascot, a really cute strawberry, a mm-hmm. carton of strawberry milk, and some strawberries falling into milk. Another spotlight we have for you is the new Angelic Pretty Sweet Lacy Basket series. Uh, it comes with a... Well, a part of the series is the different types of dresses, of course, as AP always does. Mm -hmm. It has some specially coordinated blouses, Mm -hmm. some accessories, I believe, but it is freaking adorable. Yeah, and I'm feeling very spring I don't know, sort of vibes from this. I want to go on a picnic in this dress. Yeah, it just definitely looks like a picnic sort of dress. It's either hydrangeas or lilacs on the mm-hmm. dress. I can't tell. But, oh, my God, I just got, like, the scent in my head. Oh, <laughs> And it's, Lord. like, blue, pink, purple, and white. I'm super excited for it. It looks freaking adorable. That was just released, I think. I know I'm going to date this episode with this. Uh <laughs> Two days ago? It was released on the 24th, so I believe that's two days ago. Wow, yeah. And then there's Galaxy stepping up their cardigan game they've got like they updated the uh, the rainbow cardigan with like another colorway that's more focused on purple rather than the blue that they had before which i'm just like uh and then i think you could get the rainbow cardigan again now because it used to be like sold out so i was just like oh and i didn't i missed out on it before and now i'm just like uh 
Then they came out with Marble Star Cardigan, which has two different color versions. There's one that's more like, I guess like more of a pastel neon sort of color, but it's still very like decora because it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna like mix it all up. We're gonna have like the main piece be like these tiger stripes that are like pink and blue and then light blue and darker blue. And then we're gonna have two different sleeves that have stars on them. Like I, I really love doing that. Like even with my own clothing design, like I really love being like oh yeah well this sleeve is gonna be like the reverse color scheme (laughs) of that sleeve and like I really love that so that's why I really love these cardigans I'd go for the more uh, neon version yeah I knew (laughs) yeah because that's my thing of the like the neon bright version of the marble star cardigan because that's just my jam it is screaming 90s at me yeah oh dear lord like my eyeballs are frying looking at this it's so bright but it's such a callback to like the Nickelodeon slime aesthetics exactly like oh I already know what I would wear this with like so excited (laughs) this is amazing so we're gonna hop on back to the topic for this episode making J fashion work for you Kamila and I just going to talk a little bit about how we make J Fashion work for us. So I feel like the way that I make J Fashion work for me is like, I really like J Fashion and Decora and I guess the examples that are already like shown to me, you know, there's not a lot of people that look like me doing the fashion. For me, that doesn't discourage me from doing it. I just felt like, oh, this is an opportunity here for me to incorporate some of my like American black stylings into like oh how can this work with decora and fairy k so the way that i choose to go about it is like okay i'm gonna have really colorful braids what i want to try and do now is get a lot of different colorful like braid styles and like incorporate that with like accessories different silhouettes i have a lot of inspiration from tlc and Aaliyah and like 90s way of like rebellious styling like crop top and the baggy pants and your boxers are showing a little bit (laughs) the baseball caps are to the side and hoop earrings things like that like I've look at it as an opportunity to incorporate those things into um, a style that doesn't usually do that, choose that, but it still works. Yeah, that's how I'm going to make it work for me. I still haven't found a way to make it work for Chicago weather. Oh Um, yeah, that was hard. Yeah, that's a hard one. And I feel like I need three different puffy jackets so then I don't feel like I'm wearing the same puffy jacket all the time. More winter clothing to go with this. I think I can find stuff for more of Fairy K, maybe more than like bright colors like that's more decora but yeah I'm still working that out but I know there's a way <laughs> <laughs> and I think for me being a trans person and being a plus size trans person at that mm-hmm. who is not on any type of hormones pre everything when it comes to transitioning making it work for me can be a little bit of a challenge uh one yeah. just trying to find things that fit me right can be hard I always have trouble even on lace market trying to find things that fit me right because now the quote plus size friendly is like a body line size m oh which wow. is okay. v- still pretty small comparatively and it's kind of difficult to find things that fit me or they'll fit me right in one area and they won't fit me right in another area 
being a trans guy trying to balance out the femininity and trying to justify it I guess with my gender identity mm-hmm. can be hard because society puts so many different constraints onto maleness yeah. and what males are able to do yeah so sometimes I struggle with making coordinates that make me feel like myself like a guy mm-hmm but also I feel good in. But I've found different ways with my body type, either uh, I'll, once in a while, I'll splurge and get something custom made. Right. Like, I recently just bought a pair of joggers from Otaku online. I really, really adore them. They haven't come in yet, but I'm so excited for them to come in. That's the other thing. You gotta wait. We could do, like, indie brands. They're more likely to be made to order. So that takes a longer time for you to get it. And And more money. Yeah, cost you more uh, i try really hard to find things from american brands that can work for me mm-hmm. like either hot topic or even sears in yeah. the summer has a lot of good things forever 21 has a lot of uh, awesome pieces that can work so it's just a matter of searching the right places mm-hmm. when it comes to that as for my transness i make it work for me in a bunch of different ways either i'll wear pants more often than i wear skirt i will do something that makes it a bit more masculine like I'll add a cool jean jacket that I made um I'll put on a bunch of my boy pins like I have one that says magical boy I have a heart brooch that says boy on it I make it very apparent what my gender identity is and I don't let anyone steer me away from that and then you I noticed that you have this like prince motif where it's just like yeah a magical space prince you know I love being a magical space (laughs) prince it makes me feel so good but then there are days where I'm like I'm a cute kawaii boy fuck off Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah, that's my those are my days where I'm like I'm cute don't fuck with me those are that's when I wear Kamila's shirts oh. <laughs> yeah. and then when it comes to like specifically being trans in J mm-hmm. fashion I am hoping to buy a cute sparkly holographic unicorn barf binder and it makes me feel like a guy and like yeah. it does its job so it's like having like colorful underwear people may be like well why do you have to wear underwear that matches like it makes us feel good on the inside exactly (laughs) and like sometimes my binder does show in like specific Mm. dresses it'll peek out i don't want to just like wear a black binder underneath a super cute pink dress yeah that's true i want it to match i want it to look good especially if it's going to peek out it's like showing your bloomers to people in lolita oh yeah and so i want it to look good and i want it to match whatever i'm wearing so Mm -hmm. that's going to be my my next goal for when i get paid again oh cool those sounds like some really awesome ways to make j fashion work for you yeah (laughs) speaking of we're gonna throw it over to fatima roberts our guest for this month and we're gonna talk about how she makes j fashion work for her Hey y'all, it's Hayden. I just wanted to say real quick before we hopped into our guest segment for this episode, for some reason, uh, the audio for the interview segment sounds echoey. We're not really sure why our engineer wasn't able to figure out why or fix it. So we kind of had to deal with what we had. We're going to try to figure it out for the next time we do a remote interview and we have a guest come in over Skype. So I'm really sorry about that. The audio is still listenable. It's just going to sound like we're robots. Really sorry again. We're going to try to get it fixed. Technical issues can be a major hassle when we have an appointed time slot. Thank you again so much for understanding. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, Fatima. Hi. 
Hey there, this is Hayden. Um, Kamila's here with me. Hey. Fatima is a gothic and classical Lolita who is also involved with the gothic subculture. She's based in Wisconsin, but originally is from Atlanta. She's 20 years old and is currently a college student and has been doing Lolita for a couple years. Now, the reason why we pulled Fatima on the show is because she is also a hijabi Lolita. Since the theme of the show is making uh, J fashion work for you, we wanted to see how she made J fashion work for her being a hijabi. So the first question we have for you, Fatima, is how did you discover Lolita and J Fashion? Sure. So that is actually um, a not very interesting story. Um, when I was, I want to say probably in fourth grade, I started getting involved with the Gothic soap culture. I can't really even say why. Wow, fourth grade, the one very early. <laughs> yeah, I was super young. It was really uh, stupid about it. I would change clothes when I got to school. Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would have to do. You know, every every baby bat, as we say in the gothic subculture, gets involved with some sort of music first before they Mm -hmm. really get into, like, death rock and um, post-punk. But I got into Evanescence and Amelia Autumn. Oh, Um, it's the original, the OG, (laughs) early 2000s. The gateway drugs. (laughs) She really really was, like, especially Amelia Autumn. And I can still say that I'm still a giant fan of both, but... Evanescence, of course, with Amy Lee, she had this sort of like romantic sort of goth feel going on. And she sometimes would also wear Victorian goth as well as Amelia Autumn. You know, she sort of had that plague rat thing and she had, you know, her storyline where she was like this woman in the Victorian period um, who gets put into an insane asylum. And, you know, I really loved her story. Um, I've read her book and everything, but I sort of got into Victorian goth style first. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of segued into, you know, it just got shorter, basically, you know, mm-hmm. into the gothic Lolita, the frilly, but also dark and spooky. And there was a character from an anime that I really liked. Um, people have probably heard of it called Panty and Stocking. Oh, oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's, it's such a stupid anime, but I still love it. And it had a character called Stocking, Anarchy. She's probably one of the better gothic Lolitas I've seen in anime. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So that was just sort of like, it was a draw. It was a love to that style. Unfortunately, of course, you know, I was very young. This was probably, you know, sixth grade. And so I put together a bunch of black and white nonsense, cheap lace, bad, just, uh, I'm pretty sure those yeah, photos like you are you can't good. get, you know, the materials because you're a child. And then also yeah. your parents might not be approving. So even if they could get it for you, they're all like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, so, and then I was trying to do the makeup too. And, you know, that was when you didn't really have good gothic lipstick, like good mm-hmm. black. Lipstick. Yeah, yeah. It was all just a mess. But, you know, I, it's still that is what sort of got me into it. Later on, of course, my uh, mom unfortunately passed. And at that point, mm-hmm. I had just forgotten about Lolita for years. And then I just ended up finding it again, really, uh, probably two years ago. I had a roommate. She had a sister who loved like going to Victorian mansions and things like that and Victorian homes. And she even lived in one and she loved getting dressed up to go to those. And so she would wear either sort of like a, you know, Victorian historical garb, but she also was sort of getting into Lolita. And so we got into it again together and we got into classical Lolita first and we had tea parties and stuff like that. So it's, it's good to be able to have someone to go in with it. 
uh, yes. with you because it, I, it can be really scary when you're alone and then venturing into a new subculture and fashion style, right? Yeah, it, it definitely can. Um, but I can say the Madison Lolita community is so accepting. Um, the first person I met, Brie Hime, uh, Brie Cook, I absolutely love her. She's my mm. best friend. And um, they really, they really helped me through all of it. So. I think I'm friends with this person on Facebook. <laughs> I remember this yeah. Brie Cook name. So were there any thoughts you had that made getting into Lolita difficult for you? Yeah, um, most definitely. Um, I think the one that we all have is cost. Mm-hmm. You know, I am totally. definitely not the richest. Um, you know, when I first started, I was young, so I didn't even have a job. And even later on, as I did, I have been on my own since I was 17. And so, you know, I've been paying rent and paying bills and all of the stuff like that. So it was like, how am I going to afford this? Of course, with the wonderful magic of lace market, (laughs) I believe I discovered body line first, of course, but Mm -hmm. you know, I, I wasn't too terrible about it. And then of course there's, I am in addition to being a hijabi, I'm black, you know, that shouldn't pose any sort of problem, but the reality is, is unfortunately, sometimes people will say, you know, oh, well, you've got dark skin, so you can't wear that or you yeah. can't do this. And even without my hijab, I yeah. also have I have an afro. Um, so yeah. even if I'm not wearing my hijab, you know, sometimes finding hair accessories that work and yeah. so on. is I did have some sort of things that made it a little bit difficult. I'm also plus sized. You know, I'm a curvy yeah. girl. And so it was like, you know, shearing, gotta find everything with the, I feel yeah. that. Although I believe it's actually pronounced shearing. I'm pronouncing it yeah. wrong the really? whole time. Really? I've been yeah. calling it shearing, shearing. the whole yeah, time. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned that from Scarfing Scarves, actually. She was oh. like, actually, it's shearing. But with with her hands behind her back in the way that she actually. <laughs> <laughs> so regardless of how it's pronounced, I needed it. So yeah. I had to make sure I found, you know, plus size friendly things. And now yeah. I've kind of lost weight. So as long as something has, you know, some sort of shearing, I'm I'm okay. But those were just sort of the difficulties that I think a lot of people have to face. But mm-hmm. I think with the resources and the tools, they're easy to get over. Like, yeah, when you're first getting into it, you don't know all of the resources. You don't know um, kind of like the insider ways of how to get around things. So you're just overwhelmed by like, yeah. oh, how can I do this? Very much so. It's it's you really have to I learned something and that's really you really do have to be in to Lolita to understand Lolita. You know, mm-hmm. I have so many people who I am talking to and you know, they see my profile photo and they're like, Wow, you're able to do Lolita? You know, I wanna get into it too, but I'm not able to because, you know, I don't have the money or I always hear, you know, I'm plus size and I'm like, mm-hmm. Hey, that really shouldn't stop you. But you have to know that it won't stop you. So while making a Lolita work for you, how do you incorporate uh, all these different aspects of yourself, including your um, your blackness, your hijab, your plus sizeness into your Lolita cords? Well, um, I think especially for my scarf, that I, I haven't found that as difficult as I think um, a lot of people might think that it is. It's mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it is difficult, but I think with the scarf, it's really all just a matter of I need to find something that matches and works. Right, right. My thing with Lolita is if it matches, it works. Um, nice. I'm also, I'm an avid, well, trying to be an avid body mod. Um, nice. Body mod lover. So, oh, you know, cool. I have a couple of piercings. Yeah. And that's another thing that I've always said is people are like, can you have piercings with Lolita? And I'm like, it's any jewelry. 
just make it match. Yes. It has to be gold. It has to be pink. Yeah. Just make it match. Yeah. So my dad always gets on me for having too many scarves, but I personally don't think I have enough. <laughs> um, especially considering I always go back to black regardless. Mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of, um, you know, if I want to do a more regal look, if I'm doing a more classical look, I'll mm-hmm. do a turban. You know, I'll do like oh, a okay. goldish turban and I'll incorporate whatever silver undertone I think needs to be there. What about or, like... Um, uh different materials is it like different scars of like oh the sheen on them does that like matter when you're matching them okay definitely does and that sometimes can become a difficulty you know you really technically can use any scarf for wearing a hijab but there are definitely fabrics that work and fabrics that just don't work um okay and i have a bad tendency of getting fabrics that don't because you know when you're actually wrapping these you kind of see that some things just don't like to fold or to wrap the way that you want it to. Yeah, I can you imagine know. more slippery fabrics would just fall out of their folds. Yeah, um, like very thin polyester. It's, it's the same thing in Malia, is that quality of material. Mm-hmm. The best fabric I've found has been jersey fabric because it is soft while also malleable. But the thing is, is, you know, with those thin polyesters is I can't always stack it the way that I want to. You know, I like to do that sort of regal Nefertiti look uh, when okay. I'm doing like classical looks but if the scarf won't go up then I have to just have pins everywhere and I really like to do sort of a flowy look sometimes if I have floral undertones and um you know some fabrics do not look good when you fold them upon themselves and so (laughs) you really do have to find what kind of fabric what kind of pattern what kind of scarf uh what kind of style and some Muslim girls are very um probably smarter about about it than I am. They just do the very typical hijab that you traditionally think of when you think of hijab, where it's just mm-hmm. around the face, under the chin. But even that has but to be like, a certain type. Of I think that's where like the fun lies, you know, being creative yeah. with the scarves and like, you know, how you want to like fold them and like with themes and things like that. So I think, well, it's totally valid to do, I guess the, I guess the most fundamental look I think that finding a way to try and um, be more creative and form the scarves to like to like the themes and the dresses that you're wearing, I think that just adds to the whole like it's being its own genre. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that there is so much creativity that lies with these scarves. I mean, I'm always getting people asking me, you know, how do you wrap it like that and yeah. so on and so on. I'm like, there really is a million different ways to wrap this thing. It's kind of ridiculous. But, That's really cool. um, you know, it, it's also, it comes down to some people are more um, more traditional mm-hmm. about it. And so I sometimes do face backlash from the Muslim community as oh. well with how I wear my scarf. But you know, I think it's just, it's, it's all a matter of personal choice and uh, just finding what works for you. A lot of trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet. I mean, I kind of imagine how it can be similar to just waking up and be like, I don't feel like doing anything today, so I'm going to toss on a wig. I know I yeah. do that. It's like, <laughs> my hair's a wreck. I'm just going to throw on whatever. And I imagine yeah. it could be the same with hijab when you're just like, everything's a mess right now. I'm just throwing on a scarf and I'm good. There really is. Um, we do have bad hijab days as well. Oh, I, yeah. I completely like- understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. have my uh, go-to boring style, and I, I feel like I do it way too often, and I know that people are tired of seeing the same. I do the Nation of Islam look where you take the scarf back, and it just looks like a straight rectangle just going back. Mm. Um, and it kind of looks like a ponytail. It's pretty, but I need to stop doing it because, you know, <laughs> 
we've seen it already. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think that one looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like but, it. It definitely works for pretty much yeah. every look, but geez. So what's the best thing about being a hijabi in Alita? For me, it's th- the best thing is I really like working with color. You know, I love mm-hmm. being able to do more. Um, and I have tried wigs. I, I have even worn my actual natural hair out very occasionally um, when I get dreadlocked or braid, braided. But um, I really like being able to just do whatever I want with it. You know, a scarf yeah. is very versatile. And mm-hmm. so I can wrap it like this. I can wrap it like that. And just sort of trying to find a style that really works. I feel like it almost sometimes adds, you know, I know that Lolita is not cosplay, but it sort of almost adds a, like a character to what mm-hmm. I'm doing. You know, like I said, when I'm doing a sort of more Hime regal look, I can really just sort of pile the scarf on top of my yeah. head. And it, you know, it makes you feel sort of like a queen or, you yeah. know, if I want to be more modest that day and I sort of drape it around my whole entire chin. You know, I feel like it's just, you can look so different with it no matter yeah. what you're doing. I think scarves um, are like very like fancy, you know, inherently. Yeah. It's just like, ah, oh, yes, I'm going to wear a scarf or uh, one of those. Um, an oh, ascot? An ascot. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just think oh, like just no. having some sort of scarf-like material is already like you know, very regal to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it can very, it can turn an outfit very elegant very quickly. Um, it can also turn an outfit very ugly very quickly, unfortunately. So you really do have to know how to wrap yeah. it for the outfit. But once you get that down, I, I think that it does create something very beautiful and unique. So what primarily drew you to Gothic Lolita and Gothic subculture over anything else? I think, um, you know, it started very young. And so I want to say is I've, I've always sort of had, like, I do have a love of darkness. You know, I mean, I was sort of uh, an odd one out, as I think many Lolitas were as children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was an alternative kid. And so I got drawn to things that people don't like. I found mm-hmm. cemeteries to be beautiful. I love the works of Edgar Allan Poe. I love darkness. I think that there is a beauty in it that maybe other people just don't see. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I love my sweet Lolitas too. I love my classic <laughs> Lolitas. It's something that I also just, I don't think that I look great in Saxton blue and light pink. But you know, it's, it's, I just, I love the color black. I love the sort of darkness. I love the melancholy of it all. I love romanticism. Um, I just really like, you know, that sort of beauty in darkness. And so that was sort of what drew me to it. And my mom always got dolls for me as a kid, mm-hmm. and I really hate, that's one thing that I did not appreciate from her as a child that I'm regretting now as an adult, mm-hmm. is there was definitely a beauty in, uh, you know, those porcelain dolls, those ball-jointed dolls, oh, and she got mm-hmm. me these very fancy uh, porcelain brown skin dolls, which, you yeah. know, is not always the easiest thing to find. Yeah, Their elegant outfits and so on is something that I just found to be absolutely amazing and gorgeous. And so as an adult sort of incorporating my love for the dolls' outfits and then, you know, my love for the gothic subculture is it it was really just them combining, essentially. I never knew about those specialized dolls and stuff when I was younger, so just knowing that they exist, I'm just like, oh, man, I would have totally loved to be have more of a collection of those. Like, I understand now why people collected dolls. There is 
you know, this specialization and value to that hobby. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Um, And I think I didn't, you know, what made me irritated as a child was the fact that I couldn't really play with them. They weren't really dolls to play with. But now as an adult, you know, I appreciate something that you just look at. You just admire it for what it is. Um, And, you know, a lot of people don't like dolls because they're creepy. But that's another Mm -hmm. thing that I've learned, you know, and that I love is I think there is an amazingness and creepiness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course you'd be drawn to that. Just the psychology of why are we creeped out by things. I think it's all just very interesting. And I think that, yeah, dolls are a really big part of the gothic subculture. My first encounter with, like, gothic dolls was early 2000s when Hot Topic was still for goths and punks. Um, And they had these dolls that were, oh man, I can't remember the name of them, but they were terrifying dolls. And I remember them specifically because there was a age restriction on it. Oh wow. Because these dolls were like so gruesome and graphic and had such graphic backstories to them that they couldn't allow anyone who was under 18 to buy them. Because they were just that scary. Oh, wow. I'm like jealous. I never saw that. (laughs) I'll have to send them to you because they are really cool and I think you'd like them. I was like more afraid of like the dolls that were trying to be too realistic. I would just get really freaked out about them and like towards her us. I'm just like, oh, see, God, that's the uncanny valley talking real. there. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, oh, gosh. And it looked like, you know, Chucky before he breaks out of the box and like kills everybody. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, gosh, I can't. Like, the more like stylized they look, then the more I'm just like, oh, okay, that's not going to come out and attack me. <laughs> <laughs> I totally feel you. But Tiffany from Bride of Chucky is style icon. Yes. Yes, she is. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, I'd rather have the doll when it's, like, already crazy looking to me. Right, yeah. (laughs) So before we get into the next question, I did just think of one that I wanted to ask. Um, Is there any backlash that you get from inside the Lolita community for any one of your uh, aspects of yourself? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, and if, if you, you know, don't want to talk about this, of course you don't have to. Sure. Um, no, I completely understand. And, um, I, you know, I think that pretty much every Lolita is going to get some sort of backlash. Mm-hmm. That's just every Lolita, every decor kid, every fairy care. I think that's the term. It's just, yeah. it's just how communities work, unfortunately, especially yeah. online communities. Yeah. Um, Somebody's got to be the elitist. (laughs) (laughs) There's always got to be one. And I think sometimes a lot of people get labeled elitist when they're not really. Mm -hmm. However, the term does come from somewhere. So Mm -hmm. that does mean that there is one. It never to my face. I I have found a great real life community. I've found a great. There's such a difference between real life and online, isn't there? Yeah, Um, yeah. When I went to my first tea party all the way in Texas, I was met with open arms and hugs. Hi, Jerrica. You're the best. Mm -hmm. Um, They they have been nothing but accepting. But yes, sometimes, of course, you know, um, I don't really go on CGL and behind the bows and so on. I can't handle it. Um, You know, I am mentally ill. And so last time I did see something like that, it spiraled me. And so now I'm just like, let's just Mm -hmm. stay away from it. However, I do know that there are sometimes... you know, you get the occasional, you know, just wear a damn wig. Why do you have to do the headscarf? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because you want to. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's sometimes... like, I want to, and I, I yeah. get that people maybe don't understand. For me, it's not even a religious thing. It's a cultural thing. Right. You know, my headscarf is an extension of my hair. It's not supposed to be another accessory. The main criticism I get is when I put things in my scarf, people are like, you're putting an accessory on another accessory. You're putting a hat on another hat. That's stupid. And sometimes they're right. It does look stupid. But sometimes it's just... People need to understand I'm embellishing what yeah. is an extension of my hair, not another accessory. Oh, I, I mean, coming from, I, I guess that's puzzling to me as a decora person. That's just like, you're putting a hat in another hat. I'm just like, that would be like creative genius <laughs> in my area. Right. So, <laughs> I'm just like, what? I mean, I put like pins and clips in uh, on my beanies all the time. Like, yeah. I have... <laughs> No idea why anyone would find fault with that. Like, I was looking at your scarves and just thinking, like, oh, yeah, I would pin all sorts of stuff into that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like right. more, more surface area for me to do stuff like that? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, most definitely. It's, it's, you know, the criticisms are very rarely... Sometimes it is constructive criticism that, of course, I do uh, work on, but sometimes it'll just be things like, you know, she's fat, uh, I get called fat sometimes, or I have mm-hmm. I have people who really don't like my piercings. I can and that's just, like that's just another thing that is uh, the Lolita community is very split on, is things yeah. like tattoos and piercings, but, you know, I always say, if it's not a costume, then why am I pretending to be someone else that's when true. I'm wearing Lolita? That's yeah. okay. That's Quote really, that. Yeah. That is like that's gonna go somewhere on our wall now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if it, <laughs> yeah. If it's not a costume, why are you trying to pretend to be someone else that's other than you? So it's just exactly. like yeah, you you're not gonna be able to like you're not gonna hide your tattoos or hide your you know your hair or your piercings or your culture because like you still need to be wearing the idea is to try and wear this every day in your normal life and to feel more yourself in the fashion than outside of it and if you have to do all of that just to like like hiding parts of yourself that you can't change it defeats the purpose yeah it defeats yeah definitely defeats the purpose no longer really fashion at that point you know it's some being something you're not because i think fashion has to be personal to you it still has to show you at the end of the day so i will definitely keep the silhouette of lolita and you know follow those lolita guidelines but i want to make it me however i can you know see fit that definitely makes sense and i also want to like um call attention to the difference between having an in-person community and just um, communicating with the online community. I think, like, a lot of people may make the mistake of just fostering that, like, online community. And I think, like, if you can, really make it a point to find some people in real life to connect with because people on the internet don't really know you. It's going to be easier for them to turn around in some other forum and talk about you in a way that someone who sees you in person knows who, like, or more likely to know who you are and mm-hmm. know your demeanor and you know you receive the hugs and you know you oh, eating yeah. with them so yeah <laughs> and it's just so much more of a like of a connection so that I, I just feel like just having the internet community can you know feel a little bit more superficial I think you need both definitely yeah. I agree, and I, I understand it's, you know, it's not, uh, not everyone has that yeah. capability, but I always say, 
at least try to get out to a convention and see if there's yeah. there's something because you know and and I get that people are shy too I always yeah. get so many people that are like you know I'm scared and I think I went to my first meetup a year ago mm-hmm. and now I am currently the admin of the Madison wow, wow. Society so they will love you it'll be okay right right I'm really just like one person I'm really like just hearing this I'm so happy that you found a community. I just feel happy for people a lot. So I'm glad that things worked out for you and that everything's okay. Yeah, thank you. I, I am happy about it too. Yeah. Um, Lolita really did get me out of a bad place, um, you know, with my mom passing and all of this other stuff and moving out at such a young age. So to have a community is really one of the best things that you can do for yourselves. Are there any other J fashion styles you partake in or would like to experiment with in the future? Uh, yes. Um, I've recently sort of gotten into dark Mori K. Um, okay. Yeah. I like that. And then I, for a, for a little while I experimented with Minhira. you know, as I said, I've struggled with mental health. And so Minhira really meant a lot to me. Um, I stopped, but I want to try to get back into it. Um, as well as creepy cute, uh, Dolly K and Larmy K. The, some of the styles you mentioned are like, I can see you like, like going into just because like there's Gothic and then there's like Minhera that has sort of like the goth vibes, the goth vibes to it. Um, and then there's like dark Mori K. I always think that's like, it's gotta be like a witchy, like to me, it feels like a ethereal witchy sort of style. Like even when it's like in white or cream, it still feels like this is like a ghost, (laughs) a ghost bride or, or some sort of thing like that so I definitely can see you going into that area yeah those are some um, really awesome looks to go into I've always kind of thought about like a lot of people ask me like could I wear decora but with dark colors and I'm just like yes please do that like, <laughs> <I'll send you. laughs> like I love it like Yumi Kawai and so on. It's so, yeah, so. exactly. Or some people call it Darkora. <laughs> Darkora. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. So just like, it's definitely something a lot of people are interested in. So please, people, do this and then take pictures of it and spam it. <laughs> so then it yeah. can be a thing. One of my goals is to finally do a, uh, and I've, been, I've had this goal for a while, is to do an OTT creepy cute Lolita look. Oh, um, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I can't really do the OTT suite. It's just not really my thing. But I'm mm-hmm. like creepy cute, you know, with all of the eyeballs and the skeleton hands and so on. But like mm-hmm. all of it, just completely over the top. Dripping so with eyeballs. <laughs> so eventually we'll get to that. So I think that about wraps up the questions that we have for you. Fatima, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it was a really great interview. Thank you so much. No, I I really appreciate that you guys asked me to uh, come out. We're super into giving people platforms just to talk about themselves. Right. I mean, that's basically all (laughs) podcasting is. Yeah, and you're like our first, like, remote interviewers so we're just like yeah we did that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it's a great thing that you guys are doing